Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Monday, November 20th. And before we get started, may I say, happy birthday, Uncle Kenny. And with your host today, me, Ray, and, well, that's not um, um, Justice, that's Zach. How are you today, handsome? I'm doing great, Pops. Happy Monday to you and happy birthday to my Uncle Kenny. Really excited to give him a call this afternoon and wish him a happy birthday. Now, before I give him that call, Dad, I'm going to study up on the breaking news today, which is Toyota, Dad. Yes. Toyota getting caught red-handed. Me and Uncle Kenny are going to talk about this one tonight. Toyota Financial Unit to pay $60 million for illegal lending credit reporting misconduct to CFPB actually coming in on this one usually the cfpp does not have purview when it comes to uh, autos they do not have oversight when it comes to car dealers however this is finance related so they do the cfpb said toyota motor credit will pay 12 million dollars in civil fines and 48 million dollars going back to harmed consumers what did toyota do here dad what the heck happened well uh what happened was uh they allowed their dealers to force bundled uh, products into the lease into the loans and then when the customer said well we want to cancel well toyota kind of dragged their feet toyota financial um they kind of had uh, a hotline that you could call and well the essence of the hotline was to convince you not to cancel um and so things didn't get canceled and then they didn't report people's credit histories properly and and you know, I just want to ask one question. Who doesn't write a $60 million check when they've done nothing wrong? Uh, and so they've admitted no guilt. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just going to hand over $60 million because, well, we're perfect. Perfect, I say. Let's acknowledge the scope of this, Dad. Toyota Motor Credit, based in Plano, Texas, provides financing for people who buy vehicles at Toyota dealerships. With nearly 5 million customer accounts as of October 2022. So this is the, I, I think they're the largest financer of Toyota. They got to be, right? Well, yeah, it's their captive lender. So yeah, I don't think there's any other bank out there financing as many Toyota deals as uh, uh, Toyota Finance. And we've got that just wrapped up in this. So here, we'll read through it, but just wrapped up in this 118,000 people impacted. The company also offers products, okay? So we all know this. If you are unfamiliar, end of the year, you're going to buy a car. All right, please go to deal school. It's 100% free. You already know that the dealer is going to try and sell you service contracts, gap insurance, things like that. You can negotiate those. So here it is. Toyota Financial Services also offers products typically at a cost of $700 to $2,500 per loan that offer protection when vehicles are stolen, damaged, or require parts and service after manufacturer warranties expire and when the borrowers die or become disabled. I think that's that credit life. Um, and accident and health. Yeah. That, and, and I don't really know anybody that sells that anymore, but yeah. there you are. And here we've got that. According to the CFPB, thousands of consumers complained to Toyota Motor Credit that dealers lied about whether these products were mandatory or rushed the paperwork so they uh, wouldn't realize how much they were paying. We're not even going to talk today about the FTC's proposed rules around uh, safeguards for car buying, but those actually would help with this. The regulator said Toyota Motor Credit made it, quote, extremely cumbersome to cancel the bundles, including by routing more than 118,000 borrowers to a hotline where agents were instructed to dissuade cancellations 
and often failed to provide refunds. We own, I just want to comment here. We own cancelmyextendedwarranty.com. All right, guys, we own cancelmyextendedwarranty.com. On that page, we give you step-by-step how to cancel your extended warranty. And then I just want to be very clear. We sell vehicle service contracts at CarEdge. We actually have our Black Friday special running right now. Like We make money selling these products just like Toyota does, just like everybody else does. But we also own cancelmyextendedwarranty.com. You read this, Dad. Not a single person on our team is trained to dissuade people. You cancel the doggone thing and get a refund. You read this and you realize just how deeply ingrained the, the greed is in these corporations. It's not just the dealer. It's not just the OEM. It's now the financing arm of the I mean, this just, this kind of made me livid this morning. I mean, I was happy to see the enforcement, but I, I it's just mind-boggling to me. It It is... I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. It is the greed of all business that suddenly warps corporate thinking as to what is okay and what isn't okay. And what is or isn't okay shouldn't be hard to discern. Uh, It is not okay to encourage your dealers to force packages or manipulate customers to believe that these packages are mandatory when they are not. It is not okay when a customer realizes what they got themselves into and they want to cancel those packages to figure out ways to dissuade them or make it extremely difficult for them to do it. It is not okay. And it's not hard to discern that it's not okay, but it is just so pervasive from top to bottom in the automobile business, in the automobile industry, whether it be the OEMs, whether it be uh, the OEMs captive lenders, whether it be the OEMs franchise dealers. It, it all poop flows downhill. Okay, and the poop <laughs> starts at the top, and 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 to allow companies to write a sixty million dollar check while admitting no guilt, um, denying that they did anything wrong, and I get it because forty eight million dollars of that is going to go back to some small degree to the impacted people, uh, customers of theirs. And then there's that $12 million in punitive damages that they were stroking a check for. But I'll say it again, and I'll say it till it happens. Once they start putting some of these people in jail for these actions, they won't have to ask for checks because these corporations won't be doing it. But right now, it's just cheaper to write a $60 million check, okay? So think of how much money they must have made to cover that $60 million check that they had to write. Dad, let's be very clear. I mean, we're a small company. We sell the same products that that Toyota was not allowing customers to cancel. They were dissuading, language in the article, dissuading customers, don't cancel this. Yeah. We're a small company. We have millions with that, millions of dollars tied up in that. And it's, and it's a small company, man. Toyota has 
tens, maybe hundreds of billions of dollars tied up in that, in their, in their extended warranty line of business and all of yes. their insurance products. $60 million is a drop in that bucket. And they are so oriented towards maximizing profits and they don't care. I mean, truly, their, their actions as a corporation demonstrate that they do not care about the people that are calling in. The other aspect of this, that was alarming, Dad. Yes. Toyota Motor Credit was also accused of falsely telling credit reporting agencies that borrowers had missed payments and failing to promptly correct negative information for more than 27,500 borrowers. So part one of the CFPB action are the 118,000 mm-hmm. individuals who bought products about, you know, protecting your car when it gets stolen or damaged or, you know, an, an extended warranty or credit and life insurance and things like 118,000 people who tried to cancel those things and were dissuaded from doing it. And 27,500 borrowers who had false reports of, of non-payments on their, uh, uh, on their auto loans. And this is and, a real, real uh, uh, red mark or, or a, a blemish on Toyota's reputation. Forget the blemish on Toyota's reputation. Think of the blemish on those 27,500 people's credit. Okay. So those people were, were uh, stated, as f- stated falsely that they were behind on their payments. Well, guess what that impacts? Their future car loans and the interest rates that they're going to pay on those future car loans. So just because Toyota strokes a check for $48 million to make people a little bit whole, well, for those 27,500 people, it could be years before they're ever whole. They could be paying for this forever, okay? And, you know, Toyota writes a check. Well. Those 27,500 people are going to have, have to pay higher interest rates. It's going to be, become harder for them to qualify for loans. It might require more money down to get into a loan. When, in fact, they were actually paying their credit well. You know, we've had the conversation, the three things that, that banks look for, ability, stability, and willingness. Well, if you misrepresent the customer's willingness, and that's what the next bank is going to look at when they determine what type of loan they qualify for, you've hurt that customer big time and for more than just the loan that you misreported them on. It is, it is corporate malfeasance. It is, it is, it is big businesses decision to say the hell with how this impacts people out there we just want our profits and until these people go to jail okay pay something other than just writing a check lose their freedom to write a check perhaps um until that happens the there's there's nothing that's going to discourage them from continuing to do this in the future. And that's what the real problem is, at least in I mean, my in my opinion. There you go. Yes. Practicing what the lawyers taught us in our opinion. This is yes. how we feel. Okay, here we go, Dad. Yeah. The final piece here is under the consent order, Toyota yeah. Motor Credit agreed to make it easy to cancel unwanted product bundles. Again, your friends here. At Car Edge, own the the website. <laughs> cancel my extended warranty 
Toyota.com. So, you know, we're trying to make it easier for you. If anyone is trying to cancel a Toyota service contract, things like that, you have an experience worth sharing, please email it to me, Zach at CarEdge.com. It also agreed to more closely monitor dealers' conduct and ensure that employee pay and performance metrics are not tied to the sales of the bundles. This I don't believe for a second. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Just so everyone understands, the way a finance manager... Man, end of the year. So we're just getting really busy right now. There's a lot yeah. of people buying cars. So please go to deal school, caredge.com, caredge.com slash deal school. The way a finance manager makes money, and keep me honest here, dad, the way a finance manager makes money is not on the front end gross margin of a car deal. They sell a car for $50,000. Maybe they make five grand. That gross profit pays the sales manager, the salesperson, yeah. things like that. Then on the back end of that car deal, after we all feel like we negotiated a fair price, now we're hit with, well, your interest rate is this, and here's the uh, package of warranties and products that are going to protect your car and save you a bunch of money. That profit is what pays the finance manager. So to read this, to read this and, and expect that it's, it's true at all, in my opinion, they agreed to more closely monitor dealers' conduct and ensure that employee pay and performance metrics are not tied to the sales of bundles. That is the only performance metric for a finance manager. What is your penetration rate and how much gross profit did you make selling those insurance products? Come on, man. This is this is a joke. Um, yeah, because you know, a finance manager might get might get 10% of what they produce. Okay. But if they if they uh, average uh, two products per deal, that might go up to twelve percent. If they average three products, it might go up to fourteen percent. If they average four products uh, per deal sold, that, that might go up to fifteen or sixteen percent. Okay, so their whole pay plan is based on what's known in the industry. I hate to use this word, um, penetration. Okay, and and the more penetration they have, uh, typically, the more it hurts for the customer. But uh, the more penetration they have in products sold, that increases the percentage that they earn for what their department produced. That's how those pay plans are structured. They've always been structured that way. And my and my guess is um, that. Since the selling of these products is so important to the F&I process, that that penetration bonus is going to continue, whether the CFPB wants it to, whether Toyota wants it to, whether Toyota Financial Services want it to, that's, that's how they get paid. And by the way, it is not uncommon for finance managers to be some of the highest compensated employees in a dealership, oftentimes earning way more than a sales manager makes. Um, it is, they can't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you can say to a dealership how they can set up their pay plans legally. I don't know how you can do that. So I, I think it's I think it's this bad. I don't think there's yeah. any going to be any action. Any of course action not. It. I see this comment here from Seabrew Toyota should be able to rein in their dealership network. If dealers are not playing nice in the sandbox, they should be kicked out. Unfortunately, that is not how it works because yeah. there's all these clauses that say the OEM can kick a dealer out, do what they need to do. They never, never act on them. That's why we're building out the car edge network so that we have our rules and in, in, in our enforcement because it's 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 a 
truly it's a shame that you have to be you know scared to go buy that toyota first with the markups and the add-ons and things like that and now this news knowing that historically toyota has made it difficult to cancel products and has for those twenty-seven thousand five hundred people blemished materially impacted their credit i mean it's it not a good look for a brand that i mean i was talking to one of the dealers one of the toyota dealers that is in our network this morning yeah. dad he said his allocation was cut in half for their most recent allocation so not only is toyota restricting inventory so that can maintain pricing power on the financial side of things they're also having you know issues like issues. these so tricky time tricky time for toyota in my opinion we've done many videos talking about how they are tarnishing their reputation even though they still are one of the most popular brands in the United States and globally, obviously, I think they're tarnishing their reputation with how they're treating customers, stories like these, withholding allocation, holding back production, et cetera. I could not agree more. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Pops, let's switch gears. We've got a few other things that are worth digging into today. Let's turn our attention over to NHTSA. So unfortunately... We had really exciting news come out last week with regards to uh, Hyundai and Amazon starting to work together. I know yes. I wasn't here for that discussion, but I think that's super interesting. Well, it's a little bit uh, counteracted by this. NHTSA investigating 16 <laughs> Hyundai Kia recalls involving 6.3 million vehicles. NHTSA will review eight recalls from each automaker involving anti-lock braking system modules or hydraulic electronic control units made by South Korean supplier Mando. 6.3 million of these vehicles currently impacted by these recalls. Hyundai Kia has had challenges with vehicle quality. I am super proud that we've got Mazda in the Car Edge network now because yeah. Mazda's like, has their North America CEO come out and said they're going to try and raise prices and go luxury? Yes. Are their prices still low? Yes. Is their quality still good? Yes. You read this about Hyundai Kia and it's like, uh, you know, it's can, like they can, could be good. Can but, I share uh, something exciting with you? Please. We have a representative from Mazda North America, okay, corporate type, who is going to do the Auto Insiders with Ray Shevska podcast. Um, so we will actually be able to have a conversation with the good folks at Mazda as to what direction they're going and why they think that's the direction they should go and whatever other um, half-assed questions pop out of my mind during the conversation. Um, so, How do you think they feel about their competitors having all these quality control issues? Seriously, because like Hyundai Kia, we're not even talking about the engine fires. Like that was no. a huge, huge issue or the oil consumption issues that they were facing. Yes. And now this with regards to brake systems. I mean, this is, you know, it, it's almost Ford like, and I don't mean that tongue in cheek, like it's almost Ford like, like they are be, they're building a reputation for inferior quality vehicles. Like that's and, what it looks like. And, and, you know, for the longest period of time, they were thought of as a brand that had poor quality characteristics and then over the last few years they've they've rebuilt their reputation to where now it's thought of as one of the better vehicles out there when in reality it appears as if they still have so many issues um that that are going to need to be addressed and when i saw that this morning i thought to myself well, maybe Amazon decided to align themselves with the wrong brand. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but that was that was one of the first thoughts that crossed my mind. And the second thought that crossed my mind is, well, that's going to hurt resale values of Hyundais and Kias moving forward. 
again, because they have had and they continue to have honest to goodness quality issues um, that that just destroy uh, the goodwill that they've tried to develop in the brands. Question for you, Dad. This feels similar. We we saw this happen with Ford, actually. So NHTSA said the probe, known as an audit query, yes. was open to evaluate the recall's timeliness and scope, as well as whether the automakers followed reporting requirements. The agency also wants to know why the defect and repair descriptions differ. An audit query is a type of administrative investigation used by the agency to determine whether a company has complied with its legal obligation. If I'm not mistaken, Ford is facing one of these right now, too. If I'm not mistaken, they've got the same audit query going on over their response. To, I think it was Mach-E related. I don't know, some of their vehicles. So we've got, and there's, there's an open-ended conversation going on in the industry. Are the quality of vehicles produced during the pandemic inferior to the quality of vehicles produced pre-pandemic? And pandemic you know, vehicles are included in, this, uh, in the scope of this recall. So that's another factor for everyone that's out there thinking about you know, cars that were made in 21, 22, and beginning of this year as well. Maybe. This is going to sound silly, but maybe, just maybe the quality has gone down. It had nothing to do with the, with the pandemic, okay? Maybe over the course of time, the, they've all never really paid as much attention to the quality of the vehicles as they should have, and they just assumed that they would address it as warranty issues or recalls, and they yeah. know full well that if, say, 6.3 million vehicles are under this query um, and and 6.3 million vehicles are entitled to have some type of recall done, to, they know a, a rather hefty percentage of those vehicles will never be brought back in for that work. So when they... When the bean counters look at it, they go, oh, my God, it's so much cheaper to do it this way than to actually improve the quality of the parts that we're using initially. So, it, I, yes. One I, way to get the profitability. Yes. And, and I do believe that, that there have been some quality issues uh, surrounding vehicles that were built during the COVID period of time. But I think quality control um, – was on a downward spiral long before the pandemic and will continue to be an issue at every one of these manufacturers moving forward. Yeah, I think you're uh, sadly spot on. We don't, and it's not uh, ICE vehicle specific. Like it's, it's every it's OEM. Has yeah. 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 And honestly, it's not even auto industry specific. I think it's the push towards profitability means something has to suffer quality. Seeming okay. seems like, uh, it is the one that takes takes the the fault. That is why I will do the promo right now for the Mazda stuff that we got going on because again okay. they don't have any big recalls today. So yeah. we will promote the heck out of this. CarEdge.com slash buy slash Mazda, our dealer partner down in Savannah, Georgia. We've got invoice pricing on Mazdas. Don't even lift a finger. Let CarEdge do all the work for you. Get the vehicle shipped to your door. Please, please, please. If you're in the market before the end of the year to purchase. A Mazda, let us do it for you. Go to caredge.com. And on the Mazdas, we do have invoice pricing across the board. I don't know, man. On the CX90, I'd be interested. I'd be interested. Yeah. I'm not going to buy one, but I'd be interested. The CX90 is great looking. And invoice uh, price is not that bad. I, if I didn't have 18 months left on my uh, my mini lease, I, I would be interested in the CX30. 
This is not like when we do the Ford throws or the yes. CDJR, you know, talking about those because neither of us would drive a full-size pickup truck, but hey, more power to you if you do. The, the Mazdas, though, I think that actually kind of fits our vibe. Not that bad. Yeah, and besides, I, I have I have a hard time climbing up into the cab of a full-size pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little a little yeah, tricky yeah, for you. A little yeah. tricky for you. Yeah, I, I need those uh, I need those power step rails to to pop out uh, so that I can climb in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. one more story for you, and then we will call it a show, Dad. Today is just all sorts of not great news, unfortunately. This is a uh, headline over in automotive news: former car dealership general manager and ex-cop accused of stealing twenty nine thousand dollars since posting bail. On November 10th, the suspected amount taken from Central Ford in Arkansas has risen to $45,000. Wow. This is some of the crapola that dealers have to deal with. Oh, okay? yes. Yes. You've literally got to hear. Here's, here's what happened. A missing vehicle title drove the discovery of nearly $29,000 in stolen cash at Central Ford in Truman, Arkansas, money allegedly taken by the store's general manager, a former Arkansas state trooper. A fellow Central Ford employee paid nearly $10,000 cash for a vehicle down payment to Nicholas Holy, but never received the title. Holy initially held off his colleague with excuses, but after 60 days, the employee called a supervisor uh, owned by the, fam- the, the family that owns the dealership. Dealership video footage and a lack of paperwork revealed the alleged swindles. Once the Central Ford dealership emptied, Holly snatched the money without officially recording the sale. Nick had taken that $9,400 in cash and placed it in his pocket. This is... Th- this is idiotic, man. But this is what goes on, sadly, at some well, dealerships. Well, it it, <clears throat> it goes on in every business, but every it's business. particularly egregious um, in the automobile industry because there's so many people that can be involved in the sale and purchase of a vehicle. I I have uh, shared a story with you about a a finance manager that worked at the mini store that would take cash. And that would give people a receipt on the back of a business card. Um, and and then, depending upon how large a chunk of cash it was, never show back up for work again. Um, you know, it, it is. And, and it wasn't because that's the type of person we wanted to hire. It's because you can't have your eyes on everything that goes on at a dealership at any moment in time. Um, and you trust when you do your background checks and and you do your interview process that you're picking the right people. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, you're not. Uh, you know, the dealership stood up to it and, and whatever. I, I forget how much money it was, a couple thousand, three thousand dollars, whatever. You gave it to the guy. We hear you. We're going to pretend we have the money, even though we don't. Um, you're not going to, you're not going to suffer from it. We will. Um, but that's what a good dealership will do. A bad dealership will look at you and go, nothing we can do. He was a yeah. thief. We shouldn't have hired him. We're so sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, Hopefully it's, there's some sort of insurance policy or something behind the scenes there. I, I would imagine there is, yeah. you know, yeah. but you know, what kind of, you can only imagine what type of state trooper he might have been and how much money he must have made as a state trooper when he would pull somebody over on a highway for a speeding ticket or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, 
it, it, it's scary that there's people like that out there that that's how they operate and that's what they do well, yeah not well I, I, i'm gonna phrase it in terms that you understand it is okay. virtually impossible as you know to talk to vet and feel a hundred percent certain that when you hire somebody that they are everything that they say they are um of course. yeah and it you know and you, you do your best, that which is, you know, realistically all you can do is your best. And then sometimes you're going to get burnt. And, and it's just, it's really unfortunate when that does happen. It, it just really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, really, really is. All right, Pops, let's call it a show for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I will remind everyone our Black Friday, because we do it too, folks. It started today, our special. I think we got 25% off on everything. Really? I have yeah. no idea. You don't share with me at all anymore. No, I, I learned this morning the team did it. I was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. So we got a sale running. Go check it out back at caredge.com. I think James is still putting the banners and everything up, but like it, everything should auto apply. So if we can help you buy a car here before you before the end of the year, take advantage of that special, take advantage of that promotion. And obviously we are doing more and more of working with uh, the, the dealer network to try yeah. and actually renegotiate pricing, get the invoice prices for our community members, things like that. So we're working our butts off behind the scenes to make that happen. Thank you, Pops, and thank you, Justice, for holding down the fort. Last week feels good to be back, and I'm excited for this week. We've got Thanksgiving Thursday, so no show then, but we'll be back every other day this week, and I'm excited about it. Yes, I'm excited about it too, and I can't wait to actually have some time uh, to spend with me so we can go over, uh, well, how all your travels were last week. I, I can't wait to hear. We can maybe even do it on the show tomorrow. I'd love to share with you how the trip was. Everything was very pleasant. The wedding was good. <laughs> well, I am very busy, though, so you yeah. know how it goes. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to hear before the show tomorrow, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll give you a call tonight, Dad. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you here tomorrow. See you, Pops. Yep. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being here.